Don't you love KSBJ Christian Radio here in Houston? I listen to it every day and just love the people who serve there at the station. And they invited me to come speak to their programming staff. And they wanted me to focus on how to grow in your daily intimacy with the Lord. And so I focused on prayer in that environment. And I asked them this question to start out. And there was silence in the room. I said, if your prayers this week were transcribed, that is, taken from your auditory experience into a written form, if your prayers this week were transcribed, would it fill up a sheet of paper? Would it fill up a little booklet? Or would it create a book this week based on your prayer life being transcribed? Now, I got very little feedback on that because it put us all under deep conviction that our prayer lives can become so anemic and we take our prayer relationship with the Lord for granted. What I want to ask tonight is if our prayer lives this week were transcribed, what percentage of our prayer life this week would be allocated to praying for lost people? That's convicting, isn't it? And we're going to learn tonight how to pray for lost people. Let me give you a definition of prayer. Prayer is aligning your heart with the heart of God. Prayer is all about relationship, that we're connecting with the creator of the universe. And what still moves me and blows me away is that we have access to the creator of the universe. So what are we doing with the access we've been granted? We have a backstage pass. We have direct access to the creator of the universe. What are we doing with the access that we've been granted? So in this relationship, prayer is aligning your heart with the heart of God. That brings us into alignment. And our challenge tonight is to pray like Jesus prayed. And here in John 17, we notice three things. First of all, Jesus prayed for himself. I'm not going to unpack the verses there. If you'll write that in your notes, Jesus prayed for himself. Secondly, Jesus prayed for his disciples. Then, number three, Jesus prayed for his future followers. And that's where we get the concept of how to pray for lost people. Jesus prayed for himself and his relationship with our Father in heaven. And then he prayed for the disciples that he did life with. Then he prayed for future followers, those who were far from God, those who were lost, those who were separated from God. He prayed for them. And that's what we're going to do here in a few moments is pray for lost people. Here are three things Jesus prayed. Number one, that they would become one with him. That lost people would come into a saving relationship and be one with him united with him. We pick up in verse 20 of chapter 17 of the Gospel of John. This is called Jesus' priestly prayer. Now, there's 650 prayers in the Bible, and the Gospels record 19 occasions where Jesus prayed. And here we find the heart of his prayer, that they would become one with him. Look at verse 20. I do not ask, now this is us overhearing Jesus praying to our Heavenly Father, I do not ask for these only, that is the disciples, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one, just as you, Father, are in me and I in you, 
that they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. Now remember, Jesus is in the upper room praying. The disciples are overhearing him pray. And the Holy Spirit of God has provided to us the prayer Jesus prayed. How did he pray for lost people? That they would become one with him. Secondly, that they would become an irresistible influence for him. So not only to be united in him, become saved, become part of the family of God, but that they would become an irresistible influence for him. And that's in verses 22 and 23. Listen to the prayer. The glory you have given me, I have given to them, that they may be one even as we are one. I and them and you and me, that they may become perfectly one. That's a strong phrase. So that, and here it is, that the world may know. Say that with me. That the world may know. One more time with authority. That the world may know that you sent me and loved them even as you loved me. So Jesus is saying, be an irresistible influence. That those who come to faith in Christ, those who are united with Christ, those who are far from God are now brought into the family of God, adopted into God's family, that they would become an irresistible influence. Last week, Jonathan Fleming shared with us about being light in our community. And in that context, Jesus says, you are the salt of the earth, the light of the world, that we're to be salty saints and we're to illuminate our streets for the glory of God. And Jesus is praying that those who come to Christ, those who are united with him, would become an irresistible influence. Number three, that the Father's love lavished on them would be dispensed through them. So we become recipients of God's love so that we can become dispensers of God's love. So Jesus is praying for the lost, that they'll be united with him, that is, to be saved, to come into relationship, that they would become an irresistible influence for him, salt and light, then that the love that they received from the Lord lavished on them, they would become dispensers of that love. Look at verse 24. Father, I desire that they also, whom you have given me, may be with me where I am. Now, we're looking forward to that. To see my glory that you have given me because you loved me before the foundation of the world. Oh, righteous Father, even though the world does not know you, I know you. And these know that you have sent me. Now, I love verse 26. Look with me. I made known to them your name. And I will continue to make it known. That's our commission. That the love with which you have loved me may be in them and I in them. It's all about love. Did you know that we live in a world that's looking for love in all the wrong places? Doesn't that sound like a song? <laughs> because it is. Looking for love in all the wrong places. What we know is, for God so loved the world, say it with me, that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God lavishes us with his love so that we in turn can dispense his love. I thought it was very interesting that of all places to pray for lost people, Jesus prayed for lost people on the cross. Luke 23, 34, Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. 
and they cast lots to divide his garments. So Jesus, in his final moments on the cross, is praying for those who were crucifying him. Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. His prayer is answered on the day of Pentecost, when some 3,000 get saved. Stephen prayed for the loss in a very unique setting. In his final moments, being persecuted, he was being stoned with stones. He was being put to death. In Acts 7, 58 through 60, they cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their garments at the feet of a young man named Saul. Sound familiar? And they were stoning Stephen. And he called out, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And falling to his knees, he cried out with a loud voice. Notice, falling on his knees, being stoned to death, he prays for lost people. Lord, do not hold this sin against them. Can you believe that? He didn't say, Lord, take this pain away. Lord, let these stones become sponges. No, he said, Lord, do not hold this in against them. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. Now, in his last moments, he was praying for lost people. Let me ask you this question. Was his prayer answered? Saul, holding the garments of those who stoned Stephen, overheard that prayer. And God heard it. And Saul became Paul and wrote almost two-thirds of the New Testament, three missionaries' journeys, started churches all over the known world. And here we are, Champion Force Baptist Church, and you can trace it all the way back to Stephen's prayer for lost people. So does tonight matter? Does tonight matter? It absolutely matters. Well, I thought it would be fun to give you an acrostic here. Let me let you fill in your blanks. Pray for lost people. Pray selflessly. To pray for lost people, you've got to be selfless. Pray specifically, and we're going to do that in just a moment. Pastor Ed's going to lead us to specifically pray over the locations of our Light the Night homes. And then pray strategically. Pray strategically. Here's an acrostic I want us to use. Lost. L-O-S-T. The L, leverage the promises of God. So as we pray for lost people tonight, let's leverage the promises of God. A great one to claim tonight, 2 Peter 3, 9. The Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wanting any to perish, but that all should reach repentance. Let's claim that tonight. The O. Oppose the devil's influence. Oppose the devil's influence. The devil's had lost people long enough. Let's go to bat and let's go to war in prayer for lost people. Oppose the devil's influence. 2 Corinthians 4, 3 and 4. And if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. In their case, the God of this world, that is the devil, has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. So what is keeping lost people from being delivered out of the kingdom of darkness and brought into the kingdom of light? They're blinded by the devil. So we're going to combat that in prayer tonight by opposing the devil's influence. The yes. And lost, sensitize your eyes to see souls. 
you have to baptize your eyes. <laughs> Sensitize your eyes to see souls. So often when we see people, we judge them by the externals. And we don't even contemplate, I wonder where they'll, where they'll spend eternity. I wonder if they're going to go to hell or to heaven. And I'm asking God tonight as we pray for lost people that he will sensitize our eyes to see souls. Romans 10.1, I love Paul's heart for lost people. Brothers, my heart's desire and prayer to God for them is that they may be saved. His heart is passion. When I was early in ministry, I remember uh, a businessman would drop by my office. And I've shared this a few times. It's one of my favorite stories. Brother Tom laboring in our church, and I would be in my office, and, and he literally wouldn't go by the secretary's desk. He'd come straight to my door and just bust into my office. And he'd say, Brother Steve, we need to pray. And I mean, he'd get you so worked up and shook up. And I'd say, well, Brother Tom, let's kneel down here by the couch, and are you okay? Everything good? We need to pray. I just met a man who's going to hell. We need to pray. So I said, well, let's kneel down and pray. You dial, I'll hang up. And we knelt down there by the couch in my office, and he prayed, and he prayed, and he said, God, I pray that you'll pursue that man. I pray that you'll draw that man. I pray that you'll save that man. Lord, make him miserable until he comes to Christ. Lord, go out, don't let him sleep tonight until he gives his life to Christ. Lord, I pray that you'll pursue him. And he would pray with passion and tears and unction and fervency. And then 10 or 15 minutes later, he'd say, Lord, I don't know what to pray. But I'm going to pray. And I'm over here next to him kneeling down thinking, for 30 more minutes. He had a heart to pray for lost people. He really believed lost people would go to hell. And he believed in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And he still believes it with all of his heart revelation 20 15 this will motivate us if anyone's name was not found written in the book of life he was thrown into the lake of fire that ought to motivate us to pray for lost people the t and lost thank god thank god for inviting you into his story a moment ago, Pastor Ed asked us to have a time of gratitude and thanking God. What are you grateful for? What are you thankful for? Thank God for inviting you into his story and involving you. Not only inviting you into his story, but involving you in his redemptive activity. Acts 16, 14. Paul shows up on the beach. There are women gathered there, a group. And the Bible says, one who heard us was a woman named Lydia from the city of Thyatira, a seller of purple goods, who was a worshiper of God. The Lord opened her heart to pay attention to what was said by Paul. So Lydia opens her heart to the Lord. God had tenderized her heart. She saw her need for the Lord. She became a follower of Jesus Christ. Paul and Silas deliver a demon-possessed girl from demon possession. Her owners have them arrested. Paul and Silas are in prison. Midnight, God shows up, intervenes, right? Remember that? The shackles and bonds were loose. The door swing open wide. They're free to go, but they don't go. The jailer, fearing the emperor's revenge, about to commit suicide. Paul and Silas say, wait, stop. We're still here. The jailer runs and falls on his face and says, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. 
So the jailer gets saved, his whole family gets saved, and they all follow on believer's baptism. And they establish what's called the church at Philippi, and Paul writes them letter later, 800 miles away from a Roman prison, he writes a letter to the church at Philippi. Guess where that church met? In Lydia's home. You see how God works? That he invites you into his story and then includes you in his redemptive activity. And then John 1.12, But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Here's a life point, and I'm going to invite Pastor Ed to come up and lead us. The degree to which prayer is mobilized will be the degree to which the world is evangelized. Praying for lost people matters because eternity is at stake, because hell is real, and heaven is too sweet to miss. Thanks so much for joining us today. We pray that the truth of God's word is both encouraging and uplifting to you. If you'd like more information about our church, service times, or locations, or if you have a question about what you heard today and you want to connect with someone, I want to encourage you to visit us on our website at championforest.org. Have a great day and God bless.